0: Okay, welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. And we figured since we just finished Ozempic and dieting, and we'll just go with things that people eat by accident. Yeah, (laughs) same. Have ingested. We're going with the eating theme for January. Um, So we had somebody write in an email, Mm -hmm. and they had mentioned a case that Laura was going to talk about um, with a child swallowing a battery, which we see... A lot. All the time. And I don't think people realize how absolutely deadly it is for a kid to swallow a battery. Yeah. Um, So Laura's going to kick it off with that. And then I'm going to follow up with shit you wouldn't think that you deal with every day that people swallow all the time. That has almost killed them.
1: Um, But thank you for the email. I'm literally going to read the exact article you um, told us about after I go over. Yeah, it was a nice ingestion. email she's
0: like oh you don't have to read it so we figured i don't know if she wants us to read it or yeah. just so thank you for the email thank you for the great idea we are always yeah, always always great. looking for ideas mm-hmm. you want to keep
1: this podcast going you gotta help us <laughs> yeah. um so i got this information from texaschildrens.org and childrenshospital.org um till every child as well yeah um but this is about battery ingestion According to the American Academy of Pediatrics and Poison Control Centers across the U.S., 3,500 button coin batteries are ingested each year, sending thousands of children to the emergency room. 3,500. 3,500. That's a lot of batteries. Mm -hmm. Button coin batteries are small, coin-sized batteries found in many electronic devices like watches, flashlights, laser pointers, pen lights, remote controls, hearing aids, calculators, those birthday cards you can Mm -hmm. record, like something on Um, And toys, obviously. There are many different button batteries, and they all are dangerous. But the 20-millimeter diameter ones seem to be the culprits of the worst injuries because their larger diameter gets them stuck in the esophagus. Um, These specific batteries are labeled CR2032, CR2025, CR2016. But again, all button batteries are dangerous.
0: Watch batteries, any of those little batteries.
1: These little batteries can burn through an esophagus in two hours. Ooh, that's quick. When the battery is swallowed um, and comes into contact with digestive fluids, it has an electric current that allows it to leak corrosive chemicals, causing a buildup of sodium hydroxide. These chemicals can burn a hole straight through the esophagus. Guess what's near your esophagus?
0: Oh, I don't know. Your aorta and your mm-hmm. <laughs> your VC your vena cava. And- yeah,
1: your trachea. Huge blood vessels like yep. the aorta, like you said, and the heart, and it can burn straight through these structures as well, causing major hemorrhage. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. They about burn it burning through your fucking heart. Yeah. Uh, even if the battery is old and you're like, "Oh, this one's dead. Like this toy yeah, died, so, so this battery's dead," it will still produce enough electricity to burn your insides. Wow. Um. So don't just toss it in the trash. <laughs> um. Signs and symptoms of like what happens if you the if child swallowed, swallowed a battery. It. A lot of times the child is asymptomatic until the battery starts causing serious damage. So you have no idea so anything. It's, it's already gone through the
0: esophagus. It's yeah. working on the aorta and the kid starts showing yeah. symptoms.
1: However, um, watch for drooling, coughing, difficulty eating, like mm-hmm. if they don't want to eat, if they just seem like they're not getting anything down, um, choking, noisy breathing, refusal to eat, um, or chest or abdominal pain. hmm if you suspect or know your child has swallowed a battery, do not wait for symptoms to develop. If you're like, hmm, I wonder, that battery was Take sitting them right there. in. I don't see it. Get them to the emergency room. Um, and if it's not there, no, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, get them to the ER uh, yourself if you're concerned. Call an ambulance. Call the 24 hour National Battery Ingestion Hotline. There is such the a thing. <laughs> the number is 1 800 498 8666. Or call the Poison Control Center at 1-800-222-1222. If you know, um, like, the lot of the battery number, like I said, like the CR2025 mm-hmm. was swallowed, um, have that info available. Because it will just help them right. help you. Do not induce vomiting if you think they swallowed it or know they've swallowed it. Do not induce vomiting. Instead, this is per the um, hotline. poison hotline. Yeah information not per me Um, administer two teaspoons of honey immediately by mouth every 10 minutes um, for up to six doses while on the way to the ER don't just do this and sit home you're doing this as this child's on the way to the emergency room they still need to be seen Um, this should be done if the battery was ingested in the prior 12 hours and the child is 12 months or older honey should not be given to anybody under a year old Um, the honey will coat the battery to delay the alkaline burns to the surrounding tissue. Um, it will not stop them. No, it's It just will pro- briefly it's coat them it. so they can get them to the emergency right. room so they can get it out. Um, in the ER, they will probably get an x-ray to verify that there is a battery somewhere inside of you and where exactly it is. Batteries stuck in the esophagus um, must be removed immediately because, again, mm-hmm. it will burn a hole through it in two hours. We do this um, with a, we call it an EGD. It's an uh, esophagogastric Yeah, it's a scope. Scope. scope So they stick a scope down your mouth and we have little tools that can go down the side of it and pull out the battery. This is
0: another area, you know, it's when things go up the butt and when things go down the throat that we all get creative. Like, maybe try this down there to see if you can get it out. We've tried that because those batteries are slippery and they're not aggressive. And if it started
1: to burn. You know when something burns, like when meat's burning on your pan? It sticks. It sticks.
0: So they're not easy with the tools we have for normal things in the human, like for a biopsy and stuff. It's not easy to get some of these things out.
1: And um, if we can't get it out with the scope or... If they can see like this has already made a hole, they're going to open them up. We are doing open surgery depending on the severity of the damage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, batteries beyond the esophagus rarely cause damage and are allowed to be passed if the patient is asymptomatic. If there's no problems right. and it's already gone through your esophagus, it's usually fine. Right. It's when it gets stuck in the esophagus that it's a huge problem. Um, to protect young children, never leave batteries sitting out. Store new and used batteries to be recycled out of sight in reach of young kids don't let them even see them right um check all household devices to be sure all battery compartments are securely closed you know like half the time the remote like the the little door on the back is gone it's yep, missing mine. it's off somewhere <laughs> yeah uh try to buy products that require a screwdriver to open the battery yes. compartment will have a child resistant locking mechanism kids are ingenious with oh what they'll what they get, get that into. shit it is um, i'm believing like why Why do you even know there's something in there? Those little tiny fingers, they just work at it. uh, Check your remote controls, garage door open it. Like, it's things you don't think of. If you have that little garage door open, it's sitting on your little visor. Um, Keyless entry fobs, scales, parking transponders, toys, cameras, um, PDAs, calculators, digital thermometers, hearing aids. um, Like I said, the singing cards, talking books. Those kids put those books in their mouths all the time. Um, And those
0: books take a beating so the shit falls out. Right.
1: Um, Portable stereos, handheld video games, cell phones, home medical equipment, um, flash and pen lights, flashing shoes. Little kids shoes have these little stupid batteries in them.
0: I always thought that was static electricity.
1: No. Um, Toothbrushes, bedwetting monitors. These things you're putting in your kid's crib have these buttons in them. Um, Keychains, flashing or light-up jewelry, or clothes, which again children wear. Uh, In any powered household item, flashing light-up clothes. Me? Yeah, not personally. right. just thought I'd ask. Um, I guess if I was a teacher. Dora. Uh, don't allow kids to play with batteries or products that have easily accessible batteries. Make sure all children's hearing aids have child-resistant battery compartments, and make sure the lock is activated when the child is using it. Alert family members that wear hearing aids to the importance of keeping the batteries out of reach of children at all times. When they remove their hair, hearing aids, the battery, they usually take the, bat people when they take the hearing aids out, usually take the batteries out so the battery doesn't die. Because if you leave it yeah. in, it's working. Um, remind them, hey, listen. There's little kids in the house. There's kids here. You can't take that battery out. If you do, you need to put it way up high right. where they can't right. get to it. If the kids are sleeping over your gr- the grandparents' house. Hey, Dad. When you take a hearing aid right. out, you need to make sure it's out of reach for them. Um, do not change batteries in front of children. They won't know that there's a battery in the thing if they don't see you putting a battery. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't see you changing it, they're not thinking, "Oh, that little thing opens. Yeah. Oh, that you know, <laughs> oh, I can slide that open." It just helps deter them from trying to get it. Also, serious damage is caused if batteries are placed in the nose or the ears. Yes, because kids yes. love to shove shit That's in their nose place and ears. they talk about. <laughs> they can cause permanent damage. It needs to be urgently removed to prevent that. So if they don't swallow it, but they're like, I got something in my nose and it's stuffy, well, bring them. It will burn through that tissue. And
0: people don't think your nose and your ears, your brain's on the other right, side. Right, <laughs> So if it burns through your sinus cavities, it's
1: burned into your brain. Yeah. Literally. Anytime a battery is anywhere, you think, if you're like, shit, that battery is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. You're not 100%. Just take yeah. them in anyway. Get a two-year-old bouncing around the house. You Take might them in there, anyways. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read this article. This is what um, the woman that wrote to us. This is the article she sent us. Uh, I'm just going to read. I was going to rewrite it. No. Like, it's so good. I'm right. just going to read it. Um, I don't like to do that, but um, it's called an off-the-shelf tamponade kit provides surgeons with, quote, the luxury of time during a life-threatening emergency. This was posted on December 6, 2023 by Jessica Saratani. Um, on- Saratani's?
0: There used to be a grocery store yeah. that I loved.
1: Um, on Boston Children's Hospital's website. Um, It was a late Friday afternoon in April when the call came. A young boy was being transferred to Boston Children's Emergency Department after swallowing a button battery. Although his mother had previously taken him to another local hospital when she noticed he wasn't eating or drinking much, the battery ingestion had been missed until an x-ray there earlier that day. By the time the child, a 13-month-old named Nathan, arrived at Boston Children's, he was in critical critical condition, vomiting blood and having seizures. That's bad. The trauma team in the ED, including general surgeons, cardiac surgeons, nurses, gastroenterologists, and otolaryngologists, knew the time was of the essence. With Nathan near death, they needed to stop the bleeding and get him to the operating room as soon as possible. Benjamin Zendayas Murmert, MD, MSC, was about to head home after a long day when he caught wind of Nathan's case. I was just a nosy bystander, he says. Who Those is, are usually the ones that save the life. Yeah, who is surgical director of the hospital's esophageal and air, airway treatment. It's EAT mm-hmm. is the acronym <laughs> center. I wandered over to the ED to see what was going on and if I could help. Um, his colleague, Peter No, MD, the EAT Center's medical director, was working that weekend and also sprang into action. This kid is lucky because this is all on a weekend, and these guys who run this stuff was there. Um, The two physicians are all too familiar with the devastating potential of button battery ingestion. When consumed, these batteries can become lodged in the body. Their electrical current creates an alkaline environment which can burn through the soft tissue of the esophagus and aorta, often resulting in permanent difficulty eating and drinking, infection, and death. In many cases, ingestion can lead to large hemorrhages that can be fatal, even when they occur in medical settings." Within 20 minutes, Nathan was transported from the ED to the OR for surgery. In the OR, these two men turned to a kit they had recently designed just for these scenarios. The concept of the kit, which contains a balloon tamponade aimed at stemming esophageal bleeding, isn't new. Similar devices are widely used in adults, but based on an earlier case in which a young child died after swallowing a battery, the pair created a kit specifically sized for children. You, and now they would put it to they're test. They're
0: talking about, if you listen to our cirrhosis episode, we talk about Blakemore tubes, which mm-hmm. is the tube that you put down the esophagus, you blow it up, it squeezes it tight, 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 and they put a weight on it, and it tamponades the bleeding. So right. what they're talking about is something very similar to that.
1: It just The tamponade means you're, you're putting pressure on something that's you're bleeding, the bleeding, so it stops the bleeding until you can fix what is right. actually bleeding. Um, with the kit at the ready, the team successfully, successfully removed the battery from where it was lodged in Nathan's esophagus. But there was another concern. Two large blood clots had formed in the area and needed to be removed. As expected, their removal resulted in a massive hemorrhage, and that's where the tamponade came in. After guiding the device down the esophagus, we ins- inflated the balloon, which immediately stopped the bleeding, explains No. The balloon remained inflated for the entire duration of the surgical intervention. That gave the team the luxury of time to operate and thoroughly address Nathan's injury. Because the source of bleeding was initially unclear, cardiac surgeon Michael Korn, MD, also scrubbed in to open the chest and ensure optimal oh, control of the bleeding a, vessel. Yep. He
0: had a full chest on. We
1: we had the cardiac OR team at the bedside in case we needed to perform hot long bypass. He says this is yep. from a battery. Yep. Because no was able to control bleeding with the balloon. Kwan and Zendayas Mamert had time to safely identify the source of bleeding and transition to conventional surgical control of the bleeding through chest and neck exposure without requiring bypass. With this achieved, they were able to dissect the esophageal fistula that had formed, debride the left carotid artery, Wow! place place a bovine pericardial patch on the carotid, and repair the esophagus. So
0: that burned into his carotid artery in his neck.
1: So... Your you could, carotid
0: artery supplies the blood to your brain. To you, yeah. It's a lot. You can stroke, let alone the amount of blood going through it in an 18 month old. They're lucky that kid just didn't die from mm-hmm. blood loss.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're very lucky. Following surgeon, Nathan remained in the hospital for 28 days and underwent wow, seven, a long time. seven esophageal endoscopic Aww. dilations. The effects have been dramatic. He's now eating everything by mouth without even a G-tube and has had no neurologic complications. Thank God. Overall, it's an excellent outcome. Nathan's mother is more candid. She says, I believe I would have lost my son at any other hospital. Uh, 100%. She, She would have. 100%. It's a result that Zendayas Mumart contributes to Boston children's multi multidisciplinary team approach. Despite it being a Friday afternoon with everyone getting ready to go home, we had an abundance of resources, expertise, innovation, and communication, he says. This was a case where all the stars really aligned. Honestly, they're lucky the people that were there were there. That he would have died yep. anywhere else. Yep. Yep. Because A, they had just formed that kit. Right. So even a month before there, they might not have he and, might not and have little survived. kids.
0: You cannot handle the amount of blood loss that an adult can. So, I mean, 18 months old, that's young. Yeah. Young he he
1: already had like clot. Mm-hmm. There's a fistula from the esophagus going to the carotid. So the car- now I anything going to your die esophagus. From the carotid is the, the carotid's yeah. going into your esophagus. You're just bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone clots yeah. that could have formed, drawn to his brain, yep. stroked. It's Poor unbelievable. Baby. Yeah. Thank from God. a button battery.
0: So, watch your button batteries. While you're watching those button batteries, watch the water beads, too. Fucking water beads.
1: Stupid water beads.
0: What are water beads? Does anybody know what water beads are? Because I haven't paid attention until this. (laughs) They're super absorbent polymer chemicals. Super absorbent, which means that little tiny bead becomes a fucking basketball because it absorbs everything around Mm. it. They're also known as jelly beads, hydro orbs, crystal soils, and gel beads. And they use them as sensory beads for autistic kids. That makes fucking sense, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, they use as play tools for children with autism and developmental conditions. Mm-hmm. Normally, they are tiny hard plastic balls, but when put into water, they can grow to fifteen hundred times. Fifteen hundred normal... times. Some of those. Something else said it was like three thousand. Like they can go from the size of like um,
1: the very a marble, small
0: tiny marble to a basketball. They That's literally ridiculous. can become gigantic depending on the type of bead you're using. Why are they a problem to kids? Dot, dot, dot. Well, kids think they are normal candy and they swallow them. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, they also swallow them. They put them in the ears and up their nose. Why mm. kids put shit up their I nose? I don't know. Why does the obsession well, of never putting things in your nose? Ever looked at something and thought, Th- up my nose. Why would I? It doesn't even make sense. Why are you shoving that up your nose?
1: It's a port in the storm.
0: It doesn't make sense. Um... So what's going to happen when this super absorbent polymer chemical hits your digestive juices or anything else in your abdomen that's wet? Yeah. It's going to fucking expand. So when it's ingested and wet, they grow and cause blockages and damage. They are not x-ray detectable, so you will not see it in there. Signs that a child may have swallowed a water bead is very similar to if they have swallowed a battery. They're refusing to eat. They're lethargic. Drooling, vomiting, wheezing—they complain of something stuck in their throat or chest. They have abdominal pain, constipation, abdominal swelling, or soreness. Lethargy is a big one with the water beads. Okay. And they have not been able to figure it out, but they think there's a chemical I was reaction. Was it the chemical or something? They think that it's creating yeah. some kind of a drug reaction. Okay. Target recalled water beads after a 10-month-old swallowed one from an 8-year-old brother's set and almost died. The mother set the 8-year-old up at a table with the beads so the younger kids couldn't get to them. Unbeknownst to mom, 10-month-old got a hold of one. Mm -hmm. When the child was lethargic and vomiting, mom thought it was food poisoning and took her to the ER. Baby was rushed into the emergency surgery for an intestinal blockage to remove the bead. Four additional surgeries because of infection. This also happens. Almost lost an arm due to a blood clot. An organ shut down. It sounds like the kid went septic. Septic. Yeah. Organ shut down and they had to vent them, and fortunately the child survived. The Consumer Product Safety Commission, you're going to hear me refer to them as the CPSC because I'm not going to continue yes. to say the Consumer Product <laughs> Safety Commission, reported a six month old died after swallowing a bean, Aww. went into surgery for GI block, and died from the after infection. One surgeon reported two children he worked on who needed emergency surgery after they had swallowed water beads. One parent reported to the CPSC that she brought these sensory toys for her two-year-old. The two-year-old swallowed a bead when mom wasn't looking. When child was lethargic and vomiting, they went to the ER. It took two days for the bead to show up on an ultrasound and three surgeries to, to fix it. Oh, my God. The CPSC, which is where I did get my information, FYI, uh. reports two younger children putting beads in their ears. The clear bead was not detected for 10 weeks, resulting in major ear infections and major hearing loss. When the bead was discovered, it had doubled in size and required middle ear surgery to (gasps) remove it. Even though the beads are very dangerous, the CPSC has no authority to regulate the toy industry. So even though they can scream from the tallest bell tower that these things are terrible, nobody can regulate these beads. So what came to my mind when we talked about ingesting shit was when I was working at some point in my career, a young college kid had come in, had taken a bite out of his burger and swallowed a fucking toothpick Mm -hmm. that was in the burger. Mm -hmm. Almost killed him. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about toothpicks my in your
1: food. Everyone I know, they they they're like, oh, look at look at Laura. There's still a toothpick in my food. And I'm still eating. And I'm like, go ahead. You're gonna need intestinals. Go ahead. Not yourself. we your to hear what it ends up. Yeah. I'm you like, can? you you. It's not a joke.
0: It's, it's all not funny. a joke. And you don't know what's in there sometimes. Yeah. And they swallow the. Fi- it's a little sword how going you through your intestines. do I know that it's in there? I'm like, I don't know, but you don't. People do it all the time. Yeah. All You'd the time. You'd be shocked how many people have swallowed fucking toothpicks yeah. and almost died. Yeah. Or like it, sh- you pulled it out, and maybe the whole thing didn't come out. And right, you ate it. It splintered or yeah, something. And yeah, in their little swords going through your right. esophagus. All right. So over an 85 year period, there have been 136 reported cases of accidental toothpick ingestion. Half didn't remember even swallowing the toothpick. Mm-hmm. Of those who remembered, a third had eaten it with a sandwich that was held together with toothp- toothpicks. Toothpicks have been removed successfully from the stomach, small bowel, colon. And rectum. Oof. If it pokes out of the GI tract, it creates special problems. Yes, it does. A 45-year-old female was admitted with sepsis and multi-organ failure. Oh my god. A CT scan showed a liver abscess. Mm -hmm. Antibiotics resolved the abscess. She went home and then eventually went in for an elective exploratory laparotomy. She had a toothpick embedded in her left lobe of her liver. Oh my god. That she had eaten. Poked through her esophagus and And ended up in the fucking liver. Resected it. She did well. 41-year-old man, lower abdominal pain. Took an ultrasound. CT scan showed a thrombus containing air bubbles in his inferior vena cava. Oh, my God. toothpick entered the IVC via the small bottle. (gasps) Toothpick removed. Patient did well. 49-year-old man, abdominal pain gastroscope shows toothpick in his duodenum i did this one just for you thank you duodenum Duodenum. went to the second hospital where he had a he had blood in the urine because the toothpick went through the duodenum into his kidney oh my god 42 year old male febrile short of breath he had hemoptysis which is your spitting up blood and blood positive blood cultures ct scan he had echocardi shows. Uh, his echocardiogram showed a mass in his right ventricle. Oh my God! Cleared with antibiotics. Four months later, this comes back. Repeat echo shows linear mass. They go in. The toothpick is removed from his right fucking ventricle. Oh my yep. God! Fifty-five year old found dead at home. Greenish area in her neck. They show you the pictures. She's got like um, ah. subcutaneous emphysema, yeah. and she's got a greenish thing in her neck. The toothpick fragment had penetrated her upper esophagus. And she grew a bacteria called Klebsiella. Klebsiella is normal bacteria found in your intestines, but it's dangerous when it enters into it. Mm -hmm. So it took it out with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can give you pneumonia or blood infections. 50% of people infected with this die. Oh, geez. She had been to the ER two times in five days for throat discomfort. The laryngoscopy and x-ray... They did a laryngo and they found that she had had a fragment of a toothpick in there. And that's what killed her. Oh, my God. Yep. So that came from the New York Times Physicians Weekly, Feldman Shepherd blog and healthchildren.org. I do. So this and when you Google toothpicks down the throat, this kid comes up number one, 19 year old kid. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to read it because it's just easier. I'm I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but I wasn't rewriting this either. A young man nearly lost his life to a toothpick he didn't even know he had swallowed, according to a harrowing report published Wednesday in the New England Journal of Medicine. The three inch woodpick from a sandwich traveled through most of his digestive tract without doing any harm, but then it poked through the intestinal wall and pierced an artery, creating a conduit for bacteria to invade his bloodstream and damage the artery enough to cause serious bleeding. Oh my God. For nearly three weeks, his symptoms abdominal pain, fever, distressing gut trouble, "'Mystified doctors. "'By the time they figured out what was wrong, "'he had a potential fatal infection. "'It took extensive surgery to save him. "'For the young man and the new report, "'the first hint of trouble was a fever and pain "'in the right lower part of his abdomen, "'then nausea and diarrhea. "'He was 18 and a professional athlete "'on the road with his team for training.' His identity is being kept confidential by the doctors. Mm-hmm. He went to the ER where blood tests and CT scans were normal. Doctors were stumped. After keeping him five hours for observation, they sent him back to the hotel. No diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Over the next two weeks, the pain lessened. He felt a little better except he had mild nausea. But then on a trip to a different city, the pain returned. His The bowel movements contained blood and his temperature was up to 103. You know, a normal temp, 101, 102, you get up to the threes and the fours mm-hmm. and the fives, you, you really wrong. need, yeah, something's yeah. really fucking wrong.
1: Unless you see him. Then it's so, just, you're sick and you'll be fine the next day and you're right. 107 for some reason. My Jesus, God, love him. cooking. I know. So
0: he um, goes to a different emergency room and this time they order an MRI scan and an additional to the blood tests. But they still could not determine what was wrong. They gave him IV fluids and medicines for fever and urging his team's internist, he headed back home to New England. Thank fucking God. <laughs> Two days later, he saw the team at MGH in Boston. He was still sick and in pain, and the internist ordered a colonoscopy for the next day to, uh, to examine the insides of his intestines. Mm-hmm. Now, a colonoscopy is not a big fucking deal. No. None of these other hospitals could have done this? Right. Okay. Next he's bleeding from he's his mom. From he's the, 18. Yeah, you're not like going to think to check yeah. that? Next morning, the young man called the team doctor and said he was sicker, feverish, passing more blood, and with worsening pain. The doctor, the doctor said, go back to MGH. Sorry. All right. The doctor found that he was lightheaded and feeling ill. They drew blood for cultures to look for infection. They ran other tests for viral and bacterial illness and another CT scan. They found bacteria in his bloodstream. It means he's getting septic and that will kill you. They could not see anything abnormal on the scan and he continued to worsen. His pulse is racing. He's now up to 104 degrees. He's getting mental confusion, rapid breathing, signs of sepsis, and a deadly response to an infection. After getting antibiotics, IV fluids, medicine for the fever, he starts getting better. But the next day, boom, now he's up to 105 degrees. Mm -hmm. They do another colonoscopy. They still don't know what they're looking for and suspect an unusual (laughs) inflammatory disease, says Dr. Fabian J. Scheid of the medical team. They were stunned to find the toothpick. The doctor had not seen it on the scans, and the patient hadn't remembered any odd sensations while eating when the doctor had taken his history. They actually have a picture of it. It is a normal fucking size toothpick that he ate. Jesus. As soon as the doctors removed the toothpick, blood began spurting from the artery. It was life-threatening, and they could not stop it. Several operations needed to save his life. They rushed him into the OWA to repair the intestine and the artery. The toothpick had done so much damage, they had to cut out a one-and-a-half-inch um, one segment of the artery. Then, to replace the segment, they had to remove a vein from the patient's thigh and splice it to the artery. Mm-hmm. Finally, because swelling from the procedures could cut circulation off to the leg... They did um, fasciotomies. fasciotomies on him. The ma- young man who had gone into the colonoscopy expecting a minor procedure <laughs> wakes up. He's got fucking, you know, his uh, fasciotomies. Legs laid open. open. Yeah, he's like, oh, what my the God. fuck? Um, It was a big adjustment. He had big concerns with his ability to do sports. I was going to say,
1: and he's an athlete. So your legs slayed open. Exactly.
0: Once they told him about the toothpick, he thought back and did remember that shortly before becoming ill, he had eaten a sandwich that did not go down so well. because He had a fucking toothpick in. Young and strong, he was well enough to leave the hospital after a week without help. Regaining his status as an elite elite athlete required months of PT. He made a comeback. And seven months after his illness, he played his first pro game. Wow. the doctor emphasizes that these are rare. It is important to put these in perspective. He's still not a fan of toothpicks. For all of you naysayers, mm-hmm. I stay away from them. I don't offer them to any guests at my barbecue parties. That's actually a really good idea. You know, how we always put like toothpicks yeah. and shit. Out? Yeah, maybe I won't. No, anymore. I think if you're using it as a new utensil, you're not gonna fucking swallow. Right, but once in your, if you don't know what's to in hold there, the I sandwich together, it, yeah. they might want to think of something bigger or less deadly to yeah. use. Because, um, yes, people, every time you tell them, you no know, people swallow the toothpicks. Oh, you swallow a toothpick. Right. More I, don't,
1: I don't know how you do it, but, but people they, do it. 136
0: people in right. 80 years have swallowed fucking toothpicks. Right. And most of them have almost died because then it comes out like a little blade and it starts cutting everything in its
1: path. And give you sepsis. And give you sepsis. Did you see this lady in the news recently? I don't remember where she's from. She's from the U.S. I don't remember what state. She, I think she's a nurse. She had a kidney, a uh, kidney stone. So they put a st- uh, stent in. Right before Christmas. She takes it out at home like they instruct her to, whatever. Her husband finds her like passed out on the floor. They bring her to the hospital. She has raging sepsis from the stone. When you have a stone, we try to tell people this. These people get really sick. It sounds like silly, like, oh, it's just a little kidney stone. We put a stent in. But it, in, works but like it a opens. Dam. It hold That stone is holding like all of the stuff that's supposed to be filtered out in through your, your urine. Kidneys. In your kidney. So then when it opens up, all that bacteria it's or whatever. chemically Goes through your system so you can get. Really, really septic and really, really sick.
0: And really, really quick.
1: So she was septic from the kidney stone. They bring her into the hospital. They have to put her in like a medically induced coma. She had to have, she had to go on ECMO.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: There was something else. She had to have both legs amputated oh. above the knee and she's having both her hands amputated.
0: The thing with sepsis that people don't understand, A, the infections, the bacteria, Their byproduct clogs up your vessels, Mm -hmm. and the medications they use constrict your vessels Mm -hmm. on top of it. So people who have severe sepsis almost always end up losing limbs.
1: And your body is like, I'm dying. So when your body thinks it's dying, it it shunts all the blood away from um, your limbs to go to your brain and your core to try to preserve your life. So it's it's going to lose your limbs. So that's really awful. Yeah. Both her legs above the knee, and now she's gonna have both her hands. And they said they're gonna try to save as much to the Why? elbow as can. Why bother can't. at that point? Give well, I think some, so she can wear a prosthetic. give me a bionic arm. Well, she Jesus. I think to you oh, know so she can wear thing. a prosthetic. But I'm like, this woman went in in the middle of December, completely normal, and she has now no legs, and she's gonna have no and hands. She's lost her career. Yeah, she can't work. no nope. And I'm like, and she's you know God bless her. She's like I. And I'm happy to be alive. I believe in God. This is my journey. And I'm like, I can't even fathom, like, a- like, being pause. I it's I
0: couldn't get back away from the news story of the woman who, um, I don't know, she's like middle-aged, kind of heavy. She had the ponytail. And she thought that the soap star oh, wanted to be with her. Her. And she's, she's poisoned not middle-aged.
1: She was elderly whatever well she, she i every... want to
0: say she probably was middle-aged and looked like she was oh, 80. Right. i'm trying to be kind okay because of what i really want to describe her okay. as something like but let's just say the soap opera star was not interested in her
1: no soap opera star is reaching out to anybody right. that they don't know so via social she media. she gave him eight
0: thousand oh. dollars she poisoned her husband because this guy supposedly wanted to marry her and i read the article the daughter was scrolling through to Get these texts for the money, and found out that oh, she poisoned her fucking father. Yeah, I that so yes, I didn't hear that because I was distracted with oh the woman God. who put poison in a soup, which they still don't know what she tried. To, he lived, by the way, um, but that was quite a story. Yeah,
1: that was I something. Was like, what the no one is reaching out to you on social yes. media asking for money and telling right. you they love you and they don't know, know you look you. Look like. they don't know you. They don't know you, and not this isn't happening in real life. It's amazing the scams people get into. I know um, it's so sad that people believe it. They and believe they can, it. Someone has the power to manipulate. And it's not just one. I mean, it happens all the time that these yeah. people are so manipulative that they can get like there normal was, um, people who live normal lives to a believe A lawyer this.
0: who was talking. He's like, I'm a lawyer and I got scammed mm-hmm. with the scam. Dad, I'm in jail and two people like one was playing the kid in jail the other one was playing the lawyer yeah so he calls the lawyer and he's like yeah you're gonna have to send me he goes i almost sent him the money he goes it wasn't until i called my daughter-in-law i was like what happened she sent me a picture of my son she's like he's fine you're getting scammed and he's like that's how close i came and i'm an educator because you panic if
1: you think you know and they say they can do this like they'll call your phone and you say hello hello they're recording your voice yes to then call your mother. And, and say, send them saying hello, hello, and then yeah. something will get on. Hey, I need you to send my you know, that's they know they heard you a voice, Are my they mother believe it. She gets scammed fucking constantly. They're oh always God. calling her. She'll call me. I'm like, Mom. It's a scam. Don't you think he would
0: call me first? It's always Cameron. My my grandson. I'm like, don't you think he'd call me first? Right. Do you think Why he's he gonna call you? <laughs> you? Like, really? Use your imagination here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of emails we're gonna read real mm-hmm. quick, because I know how you'd love to hear our emails. Yes. Why don't you go first until okay. I just finished?
1: I'm reading this off my phone, so it might be a little jumbled. Um Okay. Love your podcast is the title. I do too. <laughs> Hi, Laura, Nicole. I felt compelled to finally email you after recently discovering your podcast. I had been randomly searching for funny nursing podcasts to listen to while running and found you too. Yay, I have been listening all out of order and first stumbled upon the Wizard of Oz episode. It's a random one.
0: How much I hate the fucking Wizard uh, of Oz. I had to I was, say it one more time in case you didn't get it in that episode.
1: I was literally laughing my ass off within minutes of hearing the banter between you two. <laughs> I also happen to fucking hate the Wizard of Oz, too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And yes, fuck all those people who terrorized Judy Garland. <laughs> in weeks, the two of you have really brought legit joy to me. Mostly because of your mass accents and the fact that you are both nurses with a lot of experiences and with some great fucking stories. I am a 45 year old mom nurse and living in madison wisconsin i have been a nurse since my early 20s and have been in the icu now for years but have also worked in a bunch of settings
0: you're a real nurse yeah
1: (laughs) i also was born and raised in massachusetts and grew up in mass new hampshire i worked my early nursing career in new england and was surrounded by people like you both who had my accent and also dropped the f-bomb roughly um (laughs) every 10 words and also are were great nurses most of my immediate family is or has been in healthcare, so I have been immersed in it throughout my life and have had a dark, dry sense of humor since probably conception. Well, you're from here, so <laughs> no, it's, that's just being from New England. Yeah. I was also raised in an Italian Catholic family. Oh, so, my girl. So much of the shit that comes out of your mouth, from the accents to the jargon and references, really make me nostalgic for New England. When I first moved here, I was asked, Why do you say fuck so much? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always say Jesus Christ? How come you sometimes don't pronounce your ahs, but then insert ahs inappropriately? It's just what we do. Yeah. Why do you sound pissed every time you talk to a doctor? <laughs> Why do you slam the phone down after every call? I said, I'm not angry all the time. I'm just from fucking New England. <laughs> this is how I've always been and how I have always talked. My sweet Midwest nice nurse friends began to label my interaction with docs as going New England. <laughs>
0: Label us as going revere and ball.
1: I have been here since 2008, though. So, those that have known me since do say I have softened a bit. I was listening to the Munchausen episode while out for a run tonight before going to work. And one of you, one of you, you referenced the nuts in the bowl at your grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> and like a company, not crack.
0: That was that was me. <laughs> we both had nuts. Yeah. My mother used to put it out, and I'd be like, "And I as a kid, I'm like, why do we have fucking nuts on the table?" Oh my god, these? I loved it. I couldn't
1: even eat them. I have a, I just wanted to crack them. Definitely, I would crack my grandfather's yeah. all the
0: time. Walnuts and hazelnuts
1: yeah. and. Uh. A bag of nuts. Um, I fucking lost it. I grew up staring at those fuckers and watching adults (laughs) crack nuts all through the holidays. (laughs) I guess I just wanted to email you both and tell you that I think you are both fucking great and I appreciate your (laughs) podcast, your humor, and your outlook. I have also forced it on many of my night shift colleagues who are loving it too. Excellent. I could carry on and on but won't since I am technically the charge nurse in the ICU working right now.
0: (laughs) So somebody's coding right now and she's talking about a bag of nuts. I decided to
1: take a quick break to just drop this email to both of you to let you know you both know that your efforts are appreciated. That is all for now. Time for me to get back to these fucking grandpas gone wild. (laughs) Everyone is acting an absolute fool tonight. Merry fucking Christmas to you both. Thanks again, Beth. And Merry fucking Christmas to you.
0: Uh, Thank you, Beth. Beth. If you got any some great fucking cheese out there, feel free to oh, send yeah. us some, all right? I Madison. love squeaky cheese. I, love you so- squeaky I don't like squeaky cheese. cheese. I, squeaky I like cheese. a good age, sharp cheddar. Mm-mm. Feel free to send us out some uh, fucking squeaky cheese. I would love, love it. squeaky cheese. <laughs> I actually got some for Christmas. I think that would be such a tough move to come from here to go to Madison, Wisconsin. Eight. No, I can't even fathom it. It's like almost being in Canada.
1: <laughs> I can't even fathom yeah. it. I, I visited for a day. It it's was freezing. We, we We were in Milwaukee. Oh, we no, weren't we were even in, Milwaukee, in Madison. I right. was we in Wisconsin. All right. No, I don't even know. I, that's I, I, what I said. I stepped yeah. foot. I went to Milwaukee. Yeah. I saw <laughs> <a little> Wisconsin. <laughs> Schlamazel. <Wisconsin. laughs> we got cheese, everything. Literally yeah. everything we I ate. I got we, like, cheese, with cheese German food. With cheese. With cheese. With and cheese. I got an
0: angioplasty at the end of it. It was yeah. great. That was great. Thank um, you very much. Thank you. Love the email. I love these emails. They make me happy. I know. All right, so I've got one from Sarah. She gives us some show ideas, which we can always use. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, my name's Sarah. I am a hospice nurse and PA. One yeah. of the toughest things to be doing. I started college right out of high school and graduated with my BSN in May of 2021. Yes, I went through clinicals during COVID. It was a joke. So I've heard. Oh people my people never touched a goddamn yeah, patient. Crazy. <laughs> my labor and delivery <laughs> delivery clinical was virtual. What? Who? Oh is fucking zooming <laughs> labor
1: here's can my you, coach i was gonna say can you show me a pad She's on zoom show me the pad yeah. on zoom can
0: i see a loki no.
1: who does that <laughs> on zoom that's so fucking weird
0: That is weird. in my personal clinicals during that time where basic we were not allowed to go into COVID rooms which was basically all of them no shit it was hell nursing school wasn't too bad until that happened mm. anyways i'm enjoying life now nursing school sucked what are you talking about even with COVID, school. it sucked i didn't mind it I hated it. Anyways, I'm enjoying life now, and I listen to your podcast while driving between patients, and it serves as a good pick-me-up from this often sad field of nursing. Yes, it is. I am about to start my second semester of part-time schooling to become a family NP. Wow. I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. Good luck. Here are some ideas for the podcast I've been collecting over the past. She probably has a little notebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me where, write this. Down. We probably should be doing that, Mara. But at least our listeners are we're doing it. Like,
1: we had an idea. Remember that? I'm always
0: like, write this down. We didn't write it down. We never write it down. <laughs> Feel free to use all of them or none of them. So she says, running
1: of bulls and bullfighting. I think that's pretty good. Oh my, my. god, my cousin is. Obs- I have a cousin that is obsessed with that. Every year, like when it's the p- running of the p- bulls, p- he's p- like, I'm, I'm something. waiting. I'm waiting. Like, I see
0: because they flip those. Fuckers. Oh my god, oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> Mardi Gras. I don't even know where I'd begin with Mardi Gras. Natural mm-hmm. dying process and rigor mortis phases. I'm always about the rigor mortis. Lividity and all that. The rigors.
1: Yeah, I've told my and mortis. Story.
0: Dumb or weird people's have we dumb or weird ways people have died. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, herbal alternative medicines. Mm-hmm. Diets. Keto, paleo. Yep. That's I a good idea. They, yeah, yeah, that is. Holocaust experiments. Oh. That is something I will never do. Um, I've listened to things on what Mengele has done and they're too disturbing for this podcast he
1: believe it or not it,
0: that's something that yeah it's
1: <laughs> i mean good idea we don't it's personally too, yeah. it's too horrifying we don't what like he to did. look at even though it's awful no and people should, humor to that <laughs> no people should know about it i yeah. just
0: yeah as my mother said it um thanksgiving dinner one year literally she said this you know what's funny about the nazis and i said you know what mom no, that's a no. word that's never left anybody's mouth because no. there's nothing funny about the nazis no. i don't know where she was going with that because i cut her off at the past. yes um discontinued men's meds oh that's a good yep. one quicksand survival when stranded that oh does fascinate God. me <laughs> yeah there's like you ever see that thing as on, a like, kid i
1: was always terrified of quicksand that's... We we're
0: all gonna find it revere i don't know but i was getting in fucking quicksand it was quicksand. like some
1: like one of those like memes or whatever on instagram or something like for the affair i had of getting trapped in quicksand <laughs> when i was a child i really haven't run into it much now but I'm like, <laughs> it's so true. You I'm i was gonna drown in quicksand i'm gonna get caught in quicksand yeah. it's so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Um, accidents of the Industrial Revolution and the railway construction. We kind oh. of talk a little bit about that though when we do the labor episode with the kids. Yeah, we do the was, labor, but yeah. the railroad. That's a, yeah. yeah. Uh, mine collapses in Centralia. Oh god. Yeah, that's a tough one. Stuck in mm. silos. Jesus, girl. Oh my god. I really got a deep dark mine. Drowning I fucking love it. Corn. Imagine. Well, did you ever see the movie Witness with no, Harrison do you Ford? Know me,
1: have I seen the movie in a? Right. Well, it's a great
0: movie. Mm-hmm. He um, there's an Amish kid. Is a witness to a murder of a cop in a bathroom. He, basically, he discovers a dirty cop mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So Harrison Ford, when he figures out the cops are dirty, he takes the Amish kid and the family back to the Amish farm. But he gets hurt on the way because he had been shot in this whole thing. Well, the, the the dirty cops find him at the Amish farm. One of the ways he gets the guys, he climbs up the side of the silo. And he gets the guy to go in the silo uh, and he's the guy's looking around and he opens it up and he drowns in the colon. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fucking awful. It's a great movie. But uh, <laughs> fucking awful. Uh, who's uh, she's a lesbian now. Oh, she was in Top Gun. Helpful. The woman in Top Gun. His I love know. interest. Charlie. Who's his love interest? Kelly. Kelly McGillis. She plays the Amish like mother. That sounds like a name. That's the love interest in it. What the fuck? It's like I'm talking to strangers here. Mike, come on. Mike should know that. I should know. <sighs> yes. All right. So um, other departments of the hospitals and their jobs, they'd hate us if we started talking oh, about that. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Fucking ER. Fucking PACU. You. You'll never get PACU slots again. <laughs> Fucking PACU. If you don't have blue eyes on a Thursday, you ain't getting it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, further nursing degrees, different types like NP versus DNP and medical. Department. Yeah, we we're I do.
1: gonna we have discussed doing that. Yeah, it's probably
0: one of those ideas we had. We've got yeah, to but now we got it written down, so we're good. 9 11. We always say we're going to talk about 9 11, we never do. I know. Um, it's such a huge event to try to break it down into something we could talk about. An hour is hard. Um, natural birth versus c section, NICU good. congenital birth defects, child spefic- specific illnesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this would be actually. Sketchy long-term care facility things in elder abuse—that would be a never-ending topic. Oof. Tuskegee syphilis experiments—we talk about. We that. We did do. T- t- we Tuskegee. talk about that in. I don't remember what episode it is, but we. I think it's the was it syphilis. a black history? I think or it's a syphilis. was it one of those episode? We talk about it. Um, I'll send up a follow up email if I think of any more please do yes, please, This please is. Fill look, that book. we have a
1: written out list now this is great
0: <laughs> thanks for adding light to my sometimes dark days and I bet they are Sarah thank you for doing what you do yes thank you very much for doing that doing. in their end of life it's I think it's always a very special gift to be there the day somebody is born and the day somebody dies mm-hmm. um, so thank you for the ideas you'll probably be hearing some of them this year yes and don't lose that list give that list to Mike I'm going to put it in my little alright I'm oh, going to give it to Mike you're right Mike <laughs> Laura does not trust Mike. me because I'm
1: a dope. No, I don't trust you. Um, I love you, but I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't give that don't, to Nicole. Don't, don't, don't back. give in your bag. Sometimes you don't even have the podcast it's in like that the bag. Black hole. I don't know what happens in that bag. You show up and you don't even have the podcast.
0: Well, I, have many, I have many notebooks going. Um, all right. So, listen, enjoy the days. We have not thought for a second of what we're doing in February, but we'll come up with something. Well, we got a list. I'm loving that list. I know. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about uh Fucking other apartments of the... Oh, earth. I, I, pack you. Fucking pack you. They might kill us. <laughs> what? They might kill us. I'm no kidding. My podcast will be canceled immediately. Yeah. All right. So enjoy and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissors and at gmail.com